Hi, I'm Tom. AKA Thomas. And I am Lauren. AKA Lauren. Lauren. And this is Movie Illiterate. I've seen a lot of movies. And I have seen fives. Fives of movies. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe ten? Tens? No, tens, tens is asking a lot. That, that signifies that I've seen probably at least 20 movies, and that's asking a lot. That's why I've uh, dubbed myself as movie illiterate, so fives. Fives. Okay, so Lauren has not seen a lot of movies. Well, she's seen fives of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe 20 tops. What we're going to do is I'm going to describe a movie that I've seen that I saw when I was younger to get Lauren's take on it. Yep, and then we're going to watch it and then we are going to fancy word here people reconvene and discuss <laughs> my take on the movie and how accurate uh, Tom's memory is regarding said movie. Yeah, see how it holds up. Would we watch again? Would Tom watch again? Does Tom know anything at all? Find out next time or just later in a few minutes. <laughs> and see how, if my opinion of it is biased based on having seen it as a kid and those, those childhood memories versus someone who is seeing it for the first time as an adult. Yeah, watch Tom try to backtrack. All this and more on Movie Illiterate. <laughs> so today we're going to review the movie Hook. Yes, it's a movie about a hook and its journey on becoming more than a hook. No, no, it's it's not. No, that's no, no, no. I don't understand what this journey of it be trying to become a co-hanger. <laughs> it wants a body. Right now it's just a hook. What's his purpose? What's his goal? So Hook is a movie from 1991. <laughs> it stars Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, and Julia Roberts. It's a Peter Pan sequel, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Okay. Is it told from Captain Hook's perspective? You know, it is not. But given the title, it, you feel like it should be. Yeah, it definitely should be. Don't worry, they will uh, reboot it, make one called Metal Hook or something like that, and tell it from Captain Hook's perspective, because, you know, that's all the rage now. Give the villains a, a backstory. Oh, yeah, make them make them likable somehow. Yeah, they're already likable. They're villains. Oh, right, yeah. But make them relatable to all the goody two-shoes out there. That, that just takes away the magic. It really does. You know? So Hook is a, like I said, it's a Peter Pan sequel. It takes place uh, years after the events of Peter Pan. And I should mention, so it's a sequel to the book, not necessarily the Disney version. Oh. So, you know, it doesn't like fully acknowledge all the events of that story. Um, it's, it's more of the events of the book. Although I've never read the book, so I don't actually know how faithful it is to the book either. And is this a Disney movie? No, it's not a Disney movie. Oh, okay, okay. That, it's all coming together now. Yeah. All right. So the movie takes place, and uh, Peter Pan has left Neverland. He's 
He's grown up. He has. He's married. He has two kids of his own. He is not supposed to do that. He is not. Yeah. He, like Peter Pan is like one thing: live in Neverland and, and be a little boy forever. And he broke all those rules. Yeah. So he does that, and he's a lawyer, and he is kind of a dick. Of it's, course he is. He's a lawyer. You didn't need to add that part in. Right. You could have just said he's a lawyer, and I would have been like, yeah, all lawyers are dicks, but right. not all dicks are lawyers. But you know, logic. Logic, right. <laughs> Sorry to any lawyers out there. No, it's fine. They know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he's so he's a lawyer. Um, yeah, he's a dick to his kids, especially to his kids. There's a scene where his daughter has a plastic flower, and she's like, Daddy, it smells nice. And he's like, it's plastic, sweetie. Like, she's like five. Like, come on. Yeah. He sounds like a jerk off. Yeah, he really is. So what happens is... While he's out, um, like him and his wife are out at some kind of, they're out at some kind of benefit thing because Wendy from from Peter Pan owns like an orphanage for, um, well, owns, runs for this, lost like, boys. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> and uh, so all Peter Pan remembers is that he was an orphan from Wendy's organization. He doesn't remember anything before that, so he doesn't remember being Peter Pan, any of that stuff. Oh, yeah, that's why he's a dick. No, he's a dick because he's a Because he's a lawyer. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> That's one of the classes in lawyer school. How to be a dick? Yeah, how to be a dick 105. I, I don't remember taking that one. But anyway. Um, well, you're going to fail. Probably. So, <laughs> so the movie really takes off when um, Captain Hook shows up and kidnaps Peter Pan's kids and leaves him a note saying, you, you know, if you want them, you got to come to Neverland and get them. That does not sound like Captain Hook. I, I don't know. I don't. I guess I'm just picturing Disney Captain Hook, you know? Yeah. And like, he was a mischievous little man. Well, actually, he wasn't that little. He was pretty big. Smee was little. Smee was my favorite. <laughs> well, Smee is in this, and he's he's great. Dustin Hoffman is great as Hook. He's very. He could be a Disney villain. He's very animated. So anyway, so he kidnaps his kids. Will I see it? I hope so. I mean. What are we doing here? We're going to watch the movie after I get done talking about it. I just remember being a little orphan boy. No. No, you don't. No, <laughs> stop it. No. Anyway, so Tinkerbell shows up, and Peter's like, what the hell is this? And then she basically kidnaps him and takes him to Neverland. That sounds like Tinkerbell. Yeah. He gets discovered by Captain Hook. Um, Captain Hook like basically like strings him up in some... Uh, or strings up his kids... In like a rope net and says like climb up and touch their hands and I'll let you go and this will all be over and he can't like he gets up there but he can't reach out to touch them because he's so afraid of heights so Hook throws him into the ocean the mermaids save him and Tinkerbell strikes a deal with Hook that she can get him get him ready in three days to come back and uh, at which time Peter and the Lost Boys will fight Hook and his pirates in a glorious war and everyone will be happy. Well, yeah, of course he's going to agree to that. Like, what's the purpose of being a villain if you don't have a good good guy? Right, yeah. I mean, well, mm, the, the opposite, I guess, is true. What's the purpose of being a good hero if you don't have a good bad guy? But now that I think about it, I think the bad guys would just keep on being villainous without the good guys, you know? They'd you just know. be more effective. We'll have to watch the movie Megamind sometime. That actually explores that concept. Yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't be as much fun. Probably not. 
because you know but right if i was a villain i'd be like like i plan to be one of these days (laughs) um as you know yes um i would just keep on villaining until some good guy comes along and then i'd be like sweet the nemesis i've always wanted (laughs) we're best friends we're best friends (laughs) so anyway peter ends up with the lost boys and they're like like who is this old guy who's claiming or Tinkerbell is saying it's Peter Pan. But one of the Lost Boys is blind, and he like touches his face, and he's like, oh, oh, it is Peter. So then so basically all the Lost Boys are like, okay, we'll help him out, except for their leader, uh, whose name is Rufio. Who I've heard of. Oh, yeah, he's yeah that character is super popular in pop culture. Um, the Lost Boys proceed to start training him, which... Starts out, like, training him, like, physically, like, getting him in shape, but then also really pushing him to use his imagination. And, because I guess if you use your imagination, then, you know, that's what he needs. Well, yeah, it's uh, Neverland. Like, you can do magical... Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. Crap with the imagination. That's how the kids all flew. That's true. Yeah. The Disney one. Right. Right. So, eventually, I don't remember exactly how, um, he starts getting more and more into it. And eventually he's able to start using his imagination. And through that, he suddenly remembers who he is. And he becomes Peter Pan again. But then he's Peter Pan and forgets everything that happened after he stopped being Peter Pan. Um, Like being an adult, having kids, all that. So he's just flying around like a grown man. With little boys. Acting like a little boy. Once again, we're back to grown men and little boys. Part eight. We're blaming this on Hollywood, right? Not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we're blaming this on Hollywood. Okay. Hollywood loves grown men and little boys. Okay, great. All mm-hmm. right, cool. Because I keep picking the movies and the theme keeps coming up, so I'm wondering if maybe it's me. No, it's it's Hollywood. It's okay. Hollywood. Especially 90s Hollywood, you know, us growing up. I don't know. Are there too many grown men, little boy movies nowadays? I don't know. What's the most recent movie we saw? Is it Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no. Just grown men. Yeah, some grown some men, grown some grown women. No little boys. <laughs> so anyway, so so he's forgets, and then Tinkerbell helps him remember. Oh yeah, you're you're actually an adult. You came to Neverland to save your kids. We got to go do that. I think he's got multiple personalities. He might, or something. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, Peter Pan is one personality. That's one can't exists while the other is, you know, active. You might know that the other one's there, but it's like... Right. Anyway. Anyway. So Rufio finally comes over to his side, so he's got all the Lost Boys on his side. They attack Peter Pan's ship, or Peter Pan, sorry, they attack Captain Hook's ship. They have a big, you know, big fight scene. And, oh, I'm sorry, there's a side plot where... um, Side plot. Captain Hook has decided during the time when Peter is trying to get ready, he's going to make his kids love him, which is turns out to be not super hard to do because he was such a dick. Uh, Peter was such a dick to his kids. Is he weirded out by it? Is who weirded out by Hook. it? Hook. About their about his kids like coming over to the dark side very easily. He's he's actually kind of excited about it. He oh actually, really? He, dress, he dresses <laughs> up his his he dresses up his son as like a miniature Hook. It's kind of funny looking. That is pretty hilarious. I just I can just imagine like. I don't steal children. 
Oh, okay. That's, but that's good. should I have a bunch of children? Not a bunch, but you know, some children. And I'm like, you're going to be with me from now on. I would assume that there would be like a long period where they're like, no, take me back home. I think I'd be weirded out myself if they were like, all right, cool. I'd be like, you know what? Actually, I think I'm going to get children's services involved because (laughs) I'm going to call them all myself and your parents because something's not right here. I, well, there's something about like Neverland makes you forget, so that helps in the process. Although his his daughter, I don't think is is able to be converted, but his son is. Hmm. But then when he shows up, because uh, he's a little boy, he's a little boy, and there's a grown man. And Hook is a grown man. Yeah. yeah. So Hollywood magic, boom. Yeah. But then when Peter shows up, he's able to turn his son back. Um, there's like a brief moment where you're wondering, like, eh, will he? Won't he? And then he does. And then. During the battle um, on the ship, uh, Rufio gets killed by Hook. Oh, that's not supposed to happen. I know. It's it's very sad. And then Peter fights Hook. Uh, he defeats him. And he tells him, he gives him the chance to just leave. And then Hook tries a sneak attack. And um, what ends up happening is... Throws his hook like a boomerang and it comes back. Oh, that would have been and, awesome. But then... Um, Peter Pan ducks, and so it smacks Hook in the face. That would have been awesome. I wish it, I wish it was what, what? Sneak attack. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Projectile Hook. No, it's not that. Um, I don't remember exactly how, but there is a there's a statue of the crocodile from the the original, mm-hmm. and or it's it's uh, Hook had the crocodile killed, stuffed, and turned into a giant clock, basically. Oh. And the giant clock falls on Hook and kills him. It's actually oh, the irony, right? Yeah, it's funny. It's like his mouth comes on him because I think like in the book, he the way he dies is he falls into the mouth of the crocodile and gets swallowed whole. So then it's kind of a callback to that. The mouth just kind of falls around him mm. and he's dead. So Peter leaves one of the other lost boys in charge, like the next oldest one, um, gives him his sword and says, you know, hey, I'm, I gotta go. And they're like, you're gonna forget us all over again. He's like, no, you're my lost boys. I could never forget you. But and literally, the whole immediately forgets them. The, but the whole movie is premised on the fact that, bro, you already did this. <laughs> like, yes, they have very much so reason to believe that it's gonna happen again. Right, right. So they go home, um, or Peter and his kids, they go home, and he's like changed. He's like, oh yeah, you know, all excited to see his kids and and see his wife and everything, and just very excited and much better. So the idea is now he'll be better. But he didn't try to bring the Lost Boys back? Like, hey, I know of a lady who will take care of you. I, I Do you guess, remember Wendy? I guess the point was, well, they wanted to stay in Neverland. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly. I think he left because he would go frequently to visit Wendy. And she would get older and older. And eventually, like, he came and she had a granddaughter. And the granddaughter was Peter's age. And he... I guess Ew. he fell in love with her, so he wanted he to... He groomed see. her! Well, I mean, they were both little kids, so... And I guess he fell in love with her and stayed to be with her, and that's who he ends up... That's his wife, I think, if I'm remembering that correctly. This movie is disturbing. I mean, better that two little kids are like, oh, we're in love versus, you know, grown man and little boy. I mean, yes, I will take that. However, Peter Pan was not your typical... Uh little boy he was like a little boy who's been through a lot of life yeah but he never really like grew up or mature matured from it 
Some things had to have matured. He <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, who knows how long he had been having those feelings. <laughs> I don't understand this new feeling. I gotta go go see Wendy about yeah. this. She can explain this to me. Whenever I see Wendy, it's like I don't know. Things get weird, really weird, <laughs> and all of a sudden things get better, and I gotta change my pants. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this just got weird. Why don't we go watch the movie? No, this is normal. This is not normal. This is normal. <laughs> Let's go watch the movie. Yay, more grown men and little boys. Hollywood. So we just watched the movie. It was pure madness. It is also the 4th of July right now. So sorry about any fireworks you might hear in the background popping off. So very interesting movie. <laughs> you know, it is nine o'clock on a Sunday. So, you know, it's a good time to shoot off fireworks. It's the 4th. All right. That's fair. Yeah, um, so I don't know if you, any of you New England, uh, not New England. England? England, uh, cel- oh, but they wouldn't celebrate. Probably Is there not. an anti-4th of July <laughs> in England? July 4th, nothing interesting happened today, and we're going to really hammer that point home. Yeah, in fact, no one does anything on July 4th, just to be extra British, that's the only thing you could do. <laughs> extra tea, extra crumpets, extra fish and chips, extra egg sandwiches. Is that British? I think so. I, I don't know. I don't know. I listened to another podcast and they're both British and they talk about egg sandwiches. So speaking of British. Um, so, so speaking of British, we watched a movie that took place the majority in British. Yes. England. English. England. It took place majority in England, not so, majority in British. So you, so you said Hook was madness. All right. It oh, was oh, madness. Yeah. All right. So you... As always, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. Although, like, wow, I, I didn't realize, like, 12 scenes, you know, just, oh, and then he eventually figured out how to become Peter Pan. But there was, like, 12 scenes in there that I really missed some good details on. It was, it's a very long movie. Yeah. It's like, very long. Two hours? Two plus hours? Two and a half hours. Which, I gotta say, so I assume this movie was made primarily for kids. Which, what kid did they think they were going to be able to sustain their attention for for two and a half hours? It was You hard. watched it. I'm an adult. As a child. Oh, as a child. Yeah, that's true. Other, I knew other people that watched it as a child. Oh, that's fair. Okay. We were just... Uh, enough kept happening. It's a very loud, it's a very busy movie. That's true. Yeah. Enough was happening to keep your attention as that's a child, true. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, starts off with Peter banning, which... What's Peter? Peter's name in uh, Spider-Man? Parker? What's the Hulk's name? Bruce Banner. Okay, in my mind, I've combined the two of them. <laughs> There's a whole Spider-Man Hulk. His name is Peter Banning. <laughs> I'm like, why do I know this name? It's because com- I'm combining superheroes. So, um, Peter Banning um, is a big-time lawyer 
movie starts out. He's at his daughter's play answering his phone because he's got meetings and things going on. His son's big baseball game is the next day. And Peter gets a call saying that he has to go to a meeting. They need him to go to this meeting tomorrow during the time of his son's baseball game. So Peter tells his son, I promise I'll be quick. My word is bond. His word is not bond. Word Spoiler a lot. Yeah. My word is my bond is the actual line. It doesn't matter because it's not true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. So, so, uh, his son is super disappointed. His son also carries around a baseball with him because, you know, he's an American boy. We all carry around baseballs. I never did. You must not be an American boy. I guess not. Yeah. No, whatever. not a very good American boy, at least. No, you must be a British lad. Can carry around a cup of tea, a pocket full of loose tea leaves. I don't do, do that Do you throw either. at people? <laughs> so... <laughs> So, I mean, technically he makes it to the ballpark just, you know, after literally everyone's left. So, you know, probably a good hour after the game ended. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't really miss anything. His son loses. Like, the team loses. And his son was up to bat at the losing end. Well, I think the implication was his son was so despondent that, that he wasn't there for him. That's why he struck out. I think his son was just probably not that good anyway. I'm just going to assume. Okay, we'll assume he wasn't that good. Well, it wasn't that good because his dad never went out and taught him how to play. I don't think his dad knew how to play. Probably not. All his dad knew was lawyering. And we find out that he, adult Peter, does not know anything about his childhood except being an orphan at the age of, like, in his teens. So I'm pretty sure he kind of missed that whole learning to baseball thing. Right, that's true. And I have to, not to his credit, but playing devil's advocate a little bit, he didn't remember... Having a parent or having like that motherly or fatherly bond and what it was like to grow up with having adult figures. So devil's advocate in me says, how much can we poo poo him for not knowing how to, oh, how to parent. How, yeah, what like a figure to look up to that teaches you how to parent. I guess that, because that's a we, fair point. Yeah, we find out later in the movie that as a baby... He runs away from home, <laughs> which I, like literally what? his mom is like sitting in a park. He's in a little carriage as a baby and his mom is telling someone about all these plans that she has for him to do. And he manages to somehow roll his carriage away and land on the ground. And I guess his mom just doesn't care enough. <laughs> She's like, I'll have another one. And for some reason, Tinkerbell shows up and, and yeah, picks him up. Him. Yeah. And while she's taking him as a baby to Neverland, baby Peter is also holding on to his teddy bear. Which he's like... He can do a lot of stuff as a baby. Yeah, like he's like baby, do. baby. Like babies don't have that ability to hold on to things. But also babies don't know how to... I don't know. He was There's like, a lot going on. <clears throat> you know, maybe that's why he was such a neglectful parent because... He rolls away in his carriage a little bit, and his mom gives up on him. So that's one thing he learned from his parents. Like, oh, wow, this is slightly, this is causing a little bit of effort here. I, I call it, I'm calling it quits. Yeah, and I have to say, like, plot hole in the movie. So in Neverland, the kids don't grow up, right? Right. Tink takes Peter as a baby to Neverland. Oh, yeah, and then he grows up. Somehow he grows up. 
into like a teenager. Into a teenager. And then at that point stops growing. Maybe it was, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. And he does mention that like he started flying to different windows. Maybe he aged during that. But what, a year or something? Like he had to have been aging like fast every time he left out of Neverland to have aged up like that. So that makes no sense. Peter Pan should be a baby. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have this movie. Yeah. That would... That would be a little, that'd be a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he, what's he gonna, you know, how's he gonna fight Hook? How's he gonna cut Hook's hand off? How's he gonna do anything as a baby? I don't. Well, he's done a lot so far. <laughs> we know he can hold things, so that's he could true. probably hold a sword. If you could hold that's a teddy true. bear, you can hold a sword. That, I don't know, sword. 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 I, I think the W is silent. Sword. Sword. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so all right, so he's so, a dick. So yeah, know. he's 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 not. I don't know. He's he's very into his job. Yeah, there are times when he is dickish, but overall, I don't know if I can say that adult Peter is a dick. I don't know, man. Making promises to your kids and then blatantly failing to live up to them. He does blatantly fail to... Well, he blatantly fails to show up to his kid's baseball game. We don't know if he attempted to... Like, they don't really say in the movie, like, did he try to get to his kid's game on time? And, like, like what happened at the meeting? Because, like, he zoomed... As soon as he left the thing, he zoomed out. Right. And when he was on the phone with his coworkers, he was like this is a really important game for my son. Like I, I want to be there. Yeah. And he's like, I got to go out of town to do this thing for granny Wendy. Like, so he does things that are like, he went to his daughter's play yeah. and stuff, but then he does like some dickish stuff. It's like when he, he doesn't understand that kids are kids. Yeah. And like how to give kids support and like yeah. if you're stressed out, kids may not understand to like give you space or you have to be the emotionally mature one and you know, let them do their thing and be emotionally regulated while they do their thing because they're still figuring it out and you should have it figured out because you're an adult. Yeah, he's like just kind of like lost <clears throat> all the insight of like what children are like and what they need and Which to be fair, sort of he's forgotten everything about being a child. Right. So Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Fine. So I don't know. I, I there were times when I was like, but do they realize that like if they if he really stops doing the things that he's doing, like they're not gonna have the lives that they live right now. No. Moira wasn't working. I we don't know if Moira was. Well, working. yeah, we don't know if Moira was working, but it they didn't give off any thing in the movie to say that like she like works or has a full-time job or anything like that so i i had to i'm assuming that a lot of their income and therefore lifestyle right. relied on him and his job and the things that he was doing right so right. yeah i don't know but I, I mean i think it was meant to be like you should have a better work-life balance yes for sure for sure he needed a better work-life balance mm-hmm. for sure can't mm-hmm. argue with that yeah so anyway um so he's late to his son's baseball game. 
Well, he just misses it. He, yeah, he misses Late it. Late play, he got there and saw true, some true, of true. any of it. Yeah, he missed his son's baseball game. And uh, the next scene, they are flying out to England to be with Moira's grandmother, like, oh, yeah, Wendy. Yeah, They're going to go back and see Wendy. Wendy, the yes, Wendy. Yes, uh-huh. For this um, event that they're they're opening a orphan wing hospital, hospital wing, thing yeah. in mm-hmm. her honor, so they go back. Peter meets a couple of people that lived there when he was an orphan, and Peter has this big phone call. Well, not a big phone call, but he has a phone call with his partners, and basically just ex- blows up on the kids. Yeah, and Moira's like, "Get your act together." Wendy's like, oh God, this is what I let loose in the world. I should have left him in Neverland. <laughs> and <laughs> and so they they leave. The adults, Wendy, Moira, and Peter all leave to go to this function. And while they're gone, someone from Captain Hook's gang, I'm assuming Smee, comes Smee steal the kids. The yeah. yeah. Kill the kids. Oh God. <laughs> well, just took this to a really dark place. Whoops, and the movie ends. The end. <laughs> that don't happen at that. <laughs> um, steals the kids and takes them back to Neverland, leaves uh, little notes about what's happening. The adults all come back. They're like, what the flip-flop, the place is destroyed. And they see this note. So Wendy sends Moira out the room. She sits down with Peter and she reminds him of Neverland. And where he came from. And understandably, he thinks she's crazy. Yes. Which, I mean... Maybe she is. He hasn't seen her in 10 years. She could have gone crazy. She could have gone crazy. And, I mean, she's talking about stuff he doesn't remember, so... Yeah, from this book that but, his kid did a play on. Yeah, this this book, which we found in the fiction section. Uh, you know, no, it's all real. And you're... It's about you. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you got the other old guy being like, "I lost my marbles." Like, yeah, and the, what was his name? Toodles. Toodles. Yeah. yeah. So there was the other old man there, Toodles, who um, was there. He was Wendy's first orphan. Yeah, he was one of the lost boys. Yeah, yeah, Wendy's first orphan, who turns out was one of the lost boys. He is uh, a little unstable, little little eccentric. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. He's talking about losing his marbles and just. Which yeah, it turns out is not a metaphor. Yeah, it turns out at the end it's not a metaphor, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Sorry, go ahead. So Tinkerbell comes along and whisks Peter off to Neverland, basically. Mm-hmm. Didn't he get knocked out or something? And she like ties him up. Yeah. Yeah. And then takes him to Neverland. And there she drops him off on Captain Hook's ship. Yep. Which, you know, you would think maybe not the best place to just drop somebody off when they're out looking to hunt you down. I think maybe she was hoping that he would remember and they would start fighting and it would be great. And, you know, I think that's what she was hoping for. And and that did not happen. Yeah. Let me tell you, do not assume. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what they say. Yeah. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. I don't think that's the exact phrase, but yeah. Pretty sure that's it. Okay. Pretty sure that's it. So, so Captain yeah. Hook has the the kiddos, like you said earlier, puts them up high, tells Peter to fly up and touch them. Peter climbs this thing. He can't touch them. His son sees it as him not even trying, and Peter gets kicked off into the water where apparently he can't swim. So mermaids come up and start 
quote unquote breathing air into his mouth. <laughs> they were all kissing him and he looked really into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, no, 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 no. I think I no, I think they were breathing for him. Mermaids breathe through their tongues. I really wanted one of the mermaids to turn around and breathe out her butt into his mouth. I would have just taken things to a whole new level. Yeah, I know. Maybe you like that, too. Who likes that? Peter. Peter? Maybe he's into some freaky shit. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Um, Anyway. So, what's her name? Tinkerbell is like, give me some days to make them work, okay? Because you want this fight. You don't want to be known as the guy who just killed off some kids and... Some crazy man's kids and right. then killed this man. Like, that's a lame legacy. Right. And Captain Hook is like, okay, sure. So Tinkerbell takes Peter to the Lost Boys. They're like, who is this old fat man that you just dropped off? <laughs> She's like, is Peter Pan? They're like, no, it's not. Uh, no, who no. is this old fat man? <laughs> <laughs> so they start doing this choreographed, like, back and forth West Side Story, like <laughs> flips and skateboards and all this stuff, like little uh, act, I guess yeah. one might call it, um, all around Peter. And he's like, I don't know what's happening. And at the end, we meet Rufio. He's like, I'm the leader, probably because he's like 16 or something like right, that. Right, he's clearly the oldest one. Yeah, and um, he's like, all right, draws a line in the sand. If you think that Peter is... This Peter is Peter Pan. You go to one side. If you think he's not, you come over to my side. And Peter immediately walks over <laughs> to Rufio's side. <laughs> it is pretty hilarious. Right. And then Tinkerbell pulls him back over. And he's like, as he's going, he's like, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's this back and forth of the, well, first all the children except one run over to Rufio's side. And then... This little boy who Tom, you said I thought was he was blind, blind but, but I, I guess, they don't really say that he's blind. And I, yeah, and from the way he did, I don't think he was blind. I don't think so either. But he just starts mushing on Peter's face, and then kind of gets it into a smile-like form, and then he's like, "Oh, Peter, it's you." So then some of the boys run back to the other side. So then they do this back and forth, back and forth thing. Ultimately, they decide to help out Peter, right. and. In the meanwhile, Smee, uh, Smee comes up with this awesome plan to make Peter's kids fall in love with Captain Hook as the ultimate gotcha moment. So then when Peter comes to fight him, guess who's standing behind Hook? But two miniature Hooks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then Captain Hook is like, man, I just had this great idea. <laughs> I'm going to make these kids fall in love with me. So that's their plan. That's their dynamic. Smee comes up with good ideas and Hook takes credit for them. Yes, yes. But Smee is stealing from him the whole time. That's true. He's making a plate of food for Captain Hook. He takes a bite out of every piece. Constantly, (laughs) he's like grabbing items of his. It's like, all right, I'm about to take this off somewhere else. It's it's a pretty interesting dynamic. I don't think Captain Hook really cares. Right. (laughs) He's got to know. Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Back to Peter Pan. They're trying to teach him all these Peter Pan things, and eventually they sit down for dinner, dinner of yeah. nothing. And all the kids are, all the lost boys are like, nomming on the nothingness food. And then Rufio starts throwing, uh, you could call them insults. 
Um, they're they're the insults that a 16-year-old who spent all of his life around younger children would throw at an yes, adult. Yeah. yeah. You poopy face old man. <laughs> Essentially. You fart face bag of rats. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then um, eventually Peter starts throwing insults back at Rufio and they start off pretty hilarious with like math teacher. <laughs> Substitute chemistry teacher. Yeah, they're pretty hilarious. Those are the good ones. Those are the good ones. And I feel like the kids were, the, the kids, I don't know if they knew what You're those right, things Right, yeah, what were, are those things? But they kind of started to be on Peter's side right. when he started throwing out the insults. Anyway, Peter starts throwing out some quote-unquote good insults, which are, you know, the insults that a six-year-old would come up with. Right, yeah. And then all of a sudden he starts imagining all this very, very brightly colorful food. Yeah. And... I'm going to have a big old plate of colors. Yeah, I'm going to have a big old plate of purple with a side of green. (laughs) Mm, Barney style. (laughs) Uh, So... Then the kids are like, sweet, Peter's back. And he starts being more Peter Pan-ish. They start having a food fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Rufio throws a coconut at him, and it takes a really long time to get there. (laughs) Enough time for someone to throw a sword up to him, him to catch it, him to spin around and cut it in half. Yeah. So thank goodness for slow motion. Yeah. Otherwise, that could have ended pretty badly. That could have ended really badly, yeah. At that point... Oh, they, is that when they decide to... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, the clock scene. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the clock scene. So, um... As, as part of their re-education. Yeah, so Hook tries to get the kids to love him. Mm-hmm. He's not... The little girl is not... She's, she's not like, eh, nah, nah, yeah. no, I want my mommy. I want to go home. The little boy... Peter's son, his name is Jack. Jack is kind of into it. He's like, yeah, my dad is, he's been kind of a jerk to me. Yeah, an adult male figure who will pay attention to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm into this. So then Hook hears Jack's clock start ticking. Jack has a little pocket watch that his dad had given him. And Hook starts freaking out. He takes him to the museum. The museum is a museum of dead clocks. (laughs) That Hook has broken. Well, me has broken for Hook. For Hook, right. Um, because Hook does not like... The ticking, yeah. The ticking sound. Right. Reminds, which, him of the, reminds him of the crocodile. Yeah, which I don't... Did he mention that in the movie? I mean, I think that's in the books. That's that's why he doesn't like clocks. Yeah, it? I know from the Disney movie, they like the crocodile comes up and the crocodile had swallowed a clock previously. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the idea. And that's why he doesn't like clocks because it reminds him of the... Uh, crocodile yes it was ptsd but like they weren't saying it right yeah so hook is like i hate clocks blah 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 i actually made the world's quietest clock out of the crocodile that ate my hand um stuffed him and blah 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 yeah smash these clocks yeah and so jack starts smashing the clocks for and before he does it, he's like, this is for the time my dad didn't do this. And this is right. for the time my dad didn't do that. And so... He's got a lot of stuff to choose from. His dad's pretty neglectful. Yeah. So then Jack is on Hook's side at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a point where the little girl sings this weird song. It comes out of nowhere. She's like standing by a pole. All the pirates are staring at her. It's weird. Yeah. I don't it, think it was meant to be as pedophilic as it looked, but oh, wow. 
Yeah, but even from like a not because it was kind of mm. yeah. Um, but even from a not pedophilic point of view, like it, it just kind of came, came out, out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. yeah, I think they were like, "Oh, we promised her twenty minutes of screen time. <laughs> we gotta fill it with another three minutes and just give her a song. Give her or a song. It'll be fine." Yeah, it was really strange. So Peter at that point is like, "I gotta learn how to fly," and he's jumping. Oh, no, the baseball game makes him want to fly. They go to the they go to the baseball game like Hook hosts a baseball oh, game. Oh yeah. yeah, and uh, so Hook because Jack is on the side and Jack likes baseball. Hook decides to put on a baseball game, Jack style. And at this point in the movie, Peter and the Lost Boys are going to go kind of sabotage it. Steal his hook. They're gonna go steal Captain Hook's hook. And as Peter goes to steal the hook, he starts watching Jack play. And Captain Hook keeps saying things about, oh, my son, my Jack, my boy. Jack wins and they hoist him up and all this stuff. And Peter's like, I got to get my kids back. I got to learn how to fly. So he starts jumping off of rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, how did you learn how to fly? Well, first... I signed up for Delta Airlines. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for a ticket. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he starts just jumping off rocks, screaming out, like, positive things. Yeah. It's not working. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts, yes. It's not working. He's, he then stumbles across a... Was it a tree truck or a oh, the, rock or something? Some kind of, yeah. It was something with his name, Wendy's name, and Wendy's brother's... Uh, John and Michael. John and Michael's name on it. And so he touches it. The door opens. He goes in. It's full of all these little things. Tink is in there. And she's like, she's dressed up really fancy for some reason. And she's like, yeah, Captain Hook like burned this place after once you didn't come back. And he finds other little mementos of times past or whatever. That's when he starts having all the memories. That's when he remembers being a baby and yeah. running away from his very neglectful mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's at that point that he remembers when Jack was born, and that is his happy memory that allows him to right. fly. Yeah, yeah. It was allegedly he wanted to the reason he left Neverland was because he wanted to be a father, which like, bro, you really screwed up on that one. Yeah, and it was kind of crazy. so like he goes and he meets Wendy. The first time he meets Wendy, he seems a lot younger and she seems a lot older than she was in the Disney movie, which is what I'm comparing this to because sure. that's the only one right, I know. Right. And so he's every year he goes back and sees right. her in the spring. And I guess he like f- kind of fell in love with Wendy. In a way, yeah. He fell in love with Wendy. But then obviously she got older, she had kids, all that sort of stuff. So one of the last times he goes back to visit Wendy, that's when Moira was younger. And he sees Moira and Wendy's in the room. And Wendy's like, don't give her any like memento because you're not going to stick around. Right. And he's like, I'm going to give her a kiss, like a legit kiss. And Wendy's like, ah. but she allows it. Yeah. So she allows Peter to kiss her sleeping grandchild. In the bed. Well, when you say it like that, it sounds really gross and weird. When you watch it, it's really gross and weird <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> it's yeah, like don't she, think about it. 
It's like, Wendy, you knew that he loved you, and now he sees your grandchild asleep in the bed, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got some feelings happening again. And you're like, welp, I'll just live vicariously through her, I guess. <laughs> Man, Freud would have loved this. Oh, my gosh, Freud would have had a blast with the Lost Boys, Wendy, just maybe not more. I don't know how much she knew, but... <laughs> Peter, for sure. Oh, my gosh. So, (laughs) Peter learns how to fly. And he goes to fight Captain Hook with the Lost Boys. And they start to battle. The kids, for some reason, don't know that Peter Pan is their dad. Even though he looks exactly the same, except now he's not wearing glasses and he changed clothes. Well, I think uh, they said, because, like, Neverland kind of makes you forget a little bit. And They'd only been there for three days. Right. It's pretty powerful. Well, plus, you know, I mean, it's a drastic change. Like, he's not wearing glasses. He's now wearing green tights. He's flying. Their dad was a pretty sad sack of a human being. Yeah, but it's not like they were seeing him, like, from far away. Like, they, they got a few moments to see him up close. And my dad put on green tights and started flying. I'd be like... I mean that that wouldn't, but that wouldn't surprise us, right? That that's something your dad would do. That is something my dad would do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we'd be like, oh, okay, this is just he must have found a book on it, and and he really read got, some stuff, got and now really he's, into it. Yeah. yeah, now he's into it like everything else. Yeah, he's exactly. found his new thing to be into exactly. for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's with, Peter Pan right now. Right, right. Which for for these kids and and this guy that was not happening. Yeah, I guess so. Their he, dad was he has pretty one di- he likes one thing and one thing only. Yeah, that's work. Yeah. He's very one-dimensional. All right. All right. All right. Still. His daughter realized kind of quickly. It took his son a little while though to realize. Yeah. Well, I think he kind of like really had forgotten cuz he was like devoted to Hook and like the Neverland stuff really got to him. Sure. Yeah. We'll say that. So, the Lost Boys win, but Captain Hook stabs Rufio in the heart. And it's so sad. Rufio was like, my wish is to have a, a dad like you. And then he dies immediately. Yeah. It's a very, very fast death. I mean, so I... Yeah. If he was going to die, at least it was quick. But, you know, if somebody stabs you in the heart with a pretty thin little... <laughs> you're not going to die that fast. Uh, it's Neverland. I don't know. Biology works differently there. I guess so. Because I mean, people the Lost don't age, Boys, so. that's true. And the Lost Boys didn't really seem to care that Rufio was dead. Like, no one, like, cried about it or well, they still had mentioned the, him. They still had Hook to contend with. But not really. Like, the, Hook was going to, like, kind of let them all go after that point because um, Peter gets his kids and he's about to fly away. Oh. And, like, it's all over. No one's fighting anymore. Right. And no one cares. They're just like, oh, there goes another one. <laughs> he was getting old anyway. <laughs> he was almost adult age, man. We, yeah. Yeah. Nobody, Too old for us. Everybody was tired of seeing that red hair. We need somebody else in charge. Maybe it was like Children of the Corn. You get to a certain age and they, they ritualistically sacrifice you. So they were already kind of okay with the idea that, because he was going to die eventually. They were going to ritualistically sacrifice Well, him. actually, I don't know, because he shouldn't have been aging. Oh, yeah, that's also true. I don't know why. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, we're, so, anyway. Rufio dies, and it sucks. Yeah, Captain Hook is like, all right, you can leave, but I'm going to, like, always chase after you, and then I'm going to chase after your kids. So, Peter Pan is like, Peter Banning, whatever, is like, all right, 
Come at me, bro. So they start fighting. Um, Peter knocks off Captain Hook's wig. <laughs> he really needed that wig. He did need that yeah, wig. Yeah, it definitely made him look younger wig. with the wig on. Oh, yeah. Peter essentially wins, and he could kill Captain Hook, but his kids are like, let's just go home. So Peter's like, okay, and Captain Hook, always the bad guy, gets a weapon back as Peter's back is turned, goes to try to kill him, backs Peter up against the giant crocodile clock. Oh, yeah, that crocodile, that's like, huge. Yeah, if that was the size of the crocodile, everyone should be glad that Captain Hook killed it. Yeah, that thing was like freaking Megalodon. Yeah, it was terrifying. So anyway, Peter grabs Captain Hook, Captain Hook's hook, Smashes it into the clock. The clock starts emitting this green gas and starts falling apart. Um, tumbles down around Captain Hook. The clock alligator crocodile kind of comes to life in a way. Yeah, it's, it's it makes a sound that sounds like it's growling. It makes a sound sounds like it's growling. It kind of looks down at Captain Hook, then it falls like face plants over. Mouth lands right on top of him. Then Captain Hook is gone, and the clock burps. Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. Yeah, was really I was weird. like, what is happening? Is it alive? Is no, it alive? it's not alive. Not alive. Yeah, its is little it... arms didn't go out to catch itself. Like It, <laughs> it, it, it just literally just fell, fell, just bloop, and then somehow swallowed Captain Hook. Yeah, I mean, with all the other weird plot holes, I, I guess can't question this one too much. I guess not. So Peter sends his kiddos home and then he tells the lost boys, I'll never forget you. Gives his, gives his word over to uh, Thud. Was his Thud. Name. Thud. Thud and Thud. Um, Peter and Thud interacted a few times in the movie. Yeah. And at one point, Thud turns into a ball where he grabs his legs oh, and yeah. rolls. And it, yeah. And they push him downstairs and he knocks pirates over couple of times it's weird it was it's very weird yeah. and people don't turn into balls just because you <laughs> grab your feet <laughs> oh and thud gave him uh toodles marbles yes thud gave peter toodles to give him the marbles of toodles <laughs> toodles marbles thud gave him toodles marbles yeah, ten so no <laughs> no i won't <laughs> um and uh, Peter's like, oh, snaps, he, he really did he lose his marbles. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a metaphor for going for the Alzheimer's, I assumed he had. Yeah. So Peter flies back to the real world. Oh, yeah, there's also a weird um, plot where Tinkerbell is in love with Peter. She makes herself big and kisses oh, him. yeah. And then makes herself tiny again. And at the movie, she's like, I'll always love you. I'll be in that space between sleep and awakeness waiting for you. Just like death? Is that what she's trying to say? I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um. Anyway, Peter comes back. He try. He acts like a child now. Yes. Yeah. It is like the exact opposite. It's like you're not going to be a productive adult now. <laughs> like I'm like, well, kids, you wanted dad to be around more. He <laughs> will be because he is not going to be able to hold down a job acting like this. <laughs> so. <laughs> He um he jumps over this wall, lamp, face plants down, <laughs> crawls on the ground after the dog to give it love. 
finds his phone, immediately starts telling his uh, co-workers about Neverland and Captain Hook and says, I'll explain later, hangs up, goes in the house, just is acting like a child. Look, not even goes in the house, climbs Climbs up up the drain pipe to get into the house. Everyone's happy that everyone's back. The mom, Moira, is like overjoyed that her kiddos are back. Mm-hmm. And then Peter comes in. And she's so happy. Wendy is happy that Peter is like not he, he such remembers. a... Yeah, he remembers what happened. But yeah, Peter is a mess. Then his coworker <laughs> calls him back again. And he's like, hey, do you like flying? And then throws his phone out the window, which would have been a great joke if his... If his coworker could see what was happening. Right. But made probably made no sense. And I'm right. pretty sure he lost his job at that point. Probably. Yeah. Like, because Moira threw his phone out the window three days before. That, so, all right. The biggest plot twist of all. Moira throws his phone out the window. It survives the fall. Holds a battery for while they're gone. And then gets thrown out again and survives a second fall. So, like. It was a Nokia. Oh, okay. All right. That, that's okay. All mm-hmm, right. Never mm-hmm. mind. That yeah, so sense. it's fine. All right. It's fine. <laughs> Obviously. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Peter's out of a job. They're probably going to have to live with Wendy now. Um, Peter is acting like a small child. Toodles got his marbles back. Which had some leftover fairy dust in it. Yeah. So at the very end of the movie, Toodles shakes some magic dust upon himself, goes out the window flying. Um... No one is surprised by this man flying out the window, which Wendy I get, the kids I get, Peter I get. Moira. Moira I don't understand, and there was another lady in the house named Liza. Yeah. Neither of them seemed to be, like, taken aback or asking any questions. Where did you guys come from? (laughs) Where were you for the past three days? Why is Toodles flying and doing tumbles in the air? Um, (laughs) So many questions. She had her kids back. She didn't care. She should care. Well, you know. Someone stole you and left a note. Like, we need to find out who. (laughs) My lawyer, I would turn and ask my lawyer husband for advice, but he's climbing up drain pipes right now. (laughs) He's not going to be much help to anybody. (laughs) No, no, not at all. So, yeah, so that's the movie. Yeah. It was very 90s, lots of green screens. (laughs) Ah, so many great green screen effects. Um... Uh, let's see. What else was 90s about it? The characters were very 90s. Rufio, like, looked like he had just stepped out of the 80s into the 90s. He was very extreme. Yes, very extreme. Very 90s. There were, um, skateboards around. Yeah. A lot of skateboards. Very 90s. Yep. Yeah. Sword fighting. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that 90s? I don't know. That's just a thing. That's just a thing. That's just yeah. a thing that was part of the movie. Right, okay. So, um, what were those big old baggy pants that people wore in the 90s? Parachute pants? No, the jeans. Jenko jeans. Oh, okay. They had those? No. Um, so, oh. out of eight hooks, I would give this mm, nine crocodiles... All wearing Jenko jeans and a pair of Converse. I. What about you? Do you agree with my ranking? <laughs> you can't see this because because it's a podcast. But I'm sitting here in a stupefied, stunned silence because I don't understand your ranking system. It's 
Okay, out of two and a half skateboards, how okay. many SMEs would you give this? <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I liked it as a kid. I think it holds up pretty well as an adult. Sounds like a good two SMEs riding skateboards sure. to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> two SMEs riding skateboards. Yeah. Yeah, what? Okay. Oh, you out know what? of Sorry. three extremes, how many Tony Hawks would you give it? Oh, you know what? I, I have to. Sorry, I have to mention a quick point. So, there's a there's a point we forgot to mention when Jack uh, is playing baseball uh, with the Pirates and he hits his home run. Peter then goes back to the the Lost Boys place, and the ball that he hit comes flying out, and it hits Peter, and that's what jogs his memory. I think at a bare minimum, that would have severely concussed, if not killed him. Yeah. And instead, it just jogs his memory. But that's a, I mean, considering all the other plot holes in this, I guess that's not something to get hung up on right at the end here. Yeah, I mean, that's the point that kind of brought out, like, Peter Pan. Right. The Peter Pan identity out of Peter Banning. Which kind of supports your theory that maybe this is just a severely mentally ill person suffering from multiple personalities. Yeah. There's a Peter Pan. There's a Peter Banning. There's a Peter Banning, and then there was, I guess, a a Peter no-name. From when he was a baby. Peter No Name, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, Peter Parker-Bruce Banner combination that's in there somewhere. Oh my gosh, yes. And he is a terror, <laughs> let me tell you. When he rips off his clothes... He looks like a spider. Oh God, no! <laughs> um, a big green spider. <laughs> little purple shoes. Anyway, I think we're going a little, little off the rails here. No, um, this is fine. Let me, you know, Laura, let me ask. I, I've been picking the movies. Is there anything you want to see that you would like us to do? Anything on, on your mind? I never saw the original Karate Kid. Oh, the ver- hey, you know what? All right, let's do the original Karate Kid. Wait, have you watched any Cobra Kai? No. Oh, great. All right, cool. Let's do the original Karate Kid. <gasps> Old man, little boy. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Hollywood, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, man. We just grew up in an era of old men and little boys. No, what? Oh. And they wonder why we're all so messed up. Wow. Yes. Society wonders why there is such a boom for counseling and therapy and reducing the stigma of mental illness. It's because all of us millennials grew up watching old men and little boys hang out together. But seriously, this is messed up. Yeah, and it was right around the time when people would be like, you can't call children's services on me because I whoop my children. Can you? No yeah. one called when I was a... That was our parents. That was our parents <laughs> being like, you can't call... What you, let's let's yeah, let's not get into that. We'll- no, I'm getting into it, Tom. And then, and then I had to sleep outside in the park. And the what? only fairy was a guy named Jim. And Jim would always come and he'd give me some dust. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm talking about life, Tom. I'm talking about life. All right, so next time we're going to do the original Karate Kid. Join us for more Hollywood lifestyle. Bye! Give me some of that fairy dust.